The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus said, But in those days, after the suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branches become tender and put forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates." Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about the day or the hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware and keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or at the cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may, find you falling, or he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts help us to live and love like you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Are we there yet? It's those infamous words that every parent hopes that they never hear. As a child, we made a ton of long drives. My mom had one attitude about it. You go as far as you can without stopping, but when you do stop, everybody gets out and goes to the bathroom and everybody gets something to eat because when you're back in the car, we're not stopping again. It didn't matter how much my mom could prepare for those car trips with games and movies and all the other things. The question usually got asked about an hour into the drive, are we there yet? Isn't that what's happening in the gospel lesson today from Mark as well? At the beginning of chapter 13, the disciples are in awe of this temple building. Look, teacher, what large stones and what large building. It's then that Jesus foretells of the destruction of the temple. So it leaves the disciples sitting there scratching their heads saying, well, tell us what it will be and what will be the sign that all of these things will be accomplished. Jesus then shifts the conversation from the actions of himself and the disciples to the events of what will follow Jesus' death and the end of times. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. And from early Christianity until this point in history, we've been asking the same question. Are we there yet? Are these the end times that we have been waiting for? Is that the Son of Man coming again? Now maybe we ask it from a place of pain, right? This world is too much. It must be near the end times. Or maybe we ask it 
from a place of longing. There has got to be something better than this. Whatever it is, this is the text that kicks off the season of Advent this year and also our theme, longing. So are we there yet? What are you longing for? All waiting is a kind of longing, right? We can fill up our lives with good and worthy things, with genuine and valuable tasks, with deserving projects, with admirable people. But suddenly, you get a moment when you see with piercing clarity that it's all just a distraction, all a way of making you so busy that you don't need to think about the one thing you desire above all else or long for with your whole being. It seems like all too often we deal with longing and waiting through distractions, through busyness, through the hustle and the bustle of the season. But when all the distractions are gone, the longing is still there. Let's be honest. We live in a society of quick fixes, where something or someone is going to put a band-aid on whatever is bothering us. And soon, without even noticing really, we have become accustomed to expecting something or someone to fix that unfulfilled part of our lives that longs for more. When that happens, waiting becomes hard. We become impatient with ourselves and with others. Surely someone, something, somewhere can fix this too. It might be food or alcohol, working too much, going out too much, spending money that you don't have, playing video games, getting lost in social media, Whatever it is, it is just a band-aid. We never dig too deep because we have enough to keep us afloat. It is perfectly possible to turn your whole life into a distraction, a whole business of keeping everything just on the surface. But here's the beautiful thing. The church has a season for helping us set aside distractions, our busyness, our quick fixes, and instead gives us space for the uncomfortable and powerless feeling of longing, of waiting, and hoping. It's called Advent. In this season, we throw away those elaborate defenses and walls that help make us feel safe, to tap into the deepest yearnings, our unresolved longings, and our rawest needs. It's what I like to call a pregnant pause as we await Emmanuel. Love come down to us, Jesus Christ. It is far more reaching than just what we desire because it's also a confidence and a hope, a future that we await while living in the present. In our self-protection, we often say to ourselves, to one another and to God, well, let's just make ourselves busy and perhaps we'll just forget about those deepest longings. But in Advent, God tells us, stop, pause, slow down. Your life isn't about the quantity of activities or the length of your days. Let go of the busyness 
and instead go deep. The answer to the agony of waiting, the pain of longing, isn't filling our time with quick fixes. It's about going deep. Advent says, yes, you long for fulfillment and purpose and completion. Yes, you're aching all over. Yes, if you stop and look in the mirror, like really look, you would see all those unmet longings, those places of hurt, those moments of fears, the disappointed dreams that you once had. Yes, this year hasn't been what any of us have expected or wanted it to be. Yes, it's sometimes impossible to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Advent helps us go to the very bottom of our longing. But Advent also gives us hope and promise. No, no, this isn't the way the story ends. No, God isn't ignoring you or punishing you. And God isn't finished with you or God's creation for that matter. No, this longing, this waiting, this yearning, it won't be forever and ever. Because God came to be with us in Jesus Christ, to sit in the yuck and the beauty of this world, to know the longings of our heart, to feel the depth of our soul, to be with us in grief that only God can understand. <clears throat> Jesus came down. Jesus rose from the dead to show us that the story doesn't end right here. Jesus tells his disciples that day that even when things are bad here, there is something else we will look forward to, that we will wait for, that's far better than we could ever imagine. That all the longing, the pain, the agony, and the tears will one day be taken up into God's glory. That even the most broken parts of our lives will be made beautiful again. Jesus gives us hope for this season. So just for a moment in Advent this year, I dare you to go deep. Don't schedule something else so that you don't feel. If you're tired of longing, go deeper. Feel life in all of its beauty and wonder. Eternal life, Jesus' second coming, isn't an indefinite extended version of what we have now here in this place. It's a deeper version that we have. If you want a glimpse of eternal life, go deep. As this pandemic ramps up again, it, may, it might mean that your holiday season doesn't look that, uh, doesn't look, or it does look very different. So instead of grieving that, take the time to go deep. Feel the longings that we all have felt on a deep level in our hearts, and then move on to something that will bring you joy. Read our Advent devotional. Use the Advent bags handed out with your children. Sit in silence with some relaxing music and just listen to your heart and to God. Then find the hope of Jesus Christ, our long-expected Messiah. As I reflect in my own self, this year has been a year of longing, a year of dramatic change, and a year of significant loss. I find myself longing for something that resembles normal on one hand, but on the other hand, I know that what I know is normal will never be again. 
I have to look towards a new normal. It hurts and has caused longing so deep. On the day my mom died, I had to look my daughter in the face after she woke up from her nap and tell her that her granny died. She knew granny was sick. She knew that we were at a point that the doctors couldn't help anymore. But Eliana also knew that Jesus was the ultimate healer, and she was never afraid to ask for that one last miracle this side of heaven. She looked at me with these sad eyes, probably because I looked back at her with these incredibly sad eyes. And then she lit up with the biggest smile and she said, Mom, I am so happy that Granny is with Jesus now and that she gets to see her dad. And Mom, you know one day you will see your mommy again. I was beside myself with her response. I wanted to have that type of faith and trust and hope. There's a reason that Jesus tells us that we need to have faith like a child. And in that moment, it was it. Eliana went straight to the bottom of my fears and helped my grief and my anger in that moment become hope. Now, she's still doing that. I swear that little girl can feel all the feelings. She often comes up to me and she'll take my two hands, look me dead in the eye and say, Mom, I know that you are still sad about your mom, but she lives in your heart and you will see her one day again with Jesus. She reminds me in my longing for that moment that it is okay to be there and find truth there as well. You know, it's funny because Eliana never asked in this situation, are we there yet? Instead, she faithfully lives in the present, feeling it all, bringing hope at just the right time, and living in to God's great promise for each and every one of us. It's easy. It's easy to try to escape those feelings of grief and longing And believe me, I've done my fair share by staying busy, taking on things my mom once did, binge-watching shows, and eating a little too much chocolate. But I've had to come to the realization that the only way through that longing, that deep-seated need, is to feel it and to go deeper. Deeper in faith, deeper in trust, deeper in hope. Advent isn't an escape. It's a pregnant pause for self-reflection, realizing our longings, but also realizing that our ultimate hope is in Jesus Christ, the long-expected Messiah. Now, it's hard to sit in a pregnant pause of self-reflection all year long, so the church just asks us to give it four weeks. It is always going to be easier to find that quick fix. But just this once, this Advent, take the risk on God that God has taken on you. Don't overschedule. Maybe the pandemic has already taken care of this for you. Don't stay too busy. Instead, go deeper and keep digging. Keep digging until you find that you've dug into the very heart of God and rest there. Amen.